This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is preconceived notions and how they're holding you back. So I'm recording this on a Saturday. I'm in the studio. Kurt and I just got back from an incredible trip, albeit long trip, to a north suburb of Detroit, Michigan. Now, if you're not familiar for some reason, living in Columbus, Ohio would instantly mean that we're Buckeye fans, right, just by proximity, and traveling in Michigan is almost instantly Wolverine territory, right? So there's this angst when you drive across the border. I'm completely kidding. I don't care at all about sports. It's not important to me, but it is a real thing for a lot of people. And if it's something for you, I love you for it. It's just not my deal. But Kurt and I drove up to Detroit, Michigan yesterday at roughly 4.30 p.m. A little bit of a long drive for us, a little bit of traffic construction. Took about four hours to get to our destination. We're driving up, we're having conversations, and we're going to have an interview with the adult film star Kendra Lust. Now, you could be asking at this point, why? Like, why do you even care? It has been a curiosity of mine for years and years and years as to what the industry is like. Now, this doesn't come from a standpoint of judgment, nor does it come from a standpoint of ridicule or that I wanted to get into the industry in any capacity. Those have never been my truths. What is my truth is, as I've shared so openly, when I was 10 years old and dial-up internet first came out, I can remember going down into our basement, logging into AOL, into Messenger, right, in AOL, where there was a dial-up modem. There's a chance you don't even know what that is, but there was this crazy slow way to connect to the internet. And I would hop on dial-up, and I would wait, and I'd look at my email, and hop on direct messenger, and then all of a sudden, I'd Google boobs. And, of course, boobs would pop up. Then I'd Google big boobs. And big boobs would pop up. And then over time, right, the Google search terms, and back then I don't even think it was Google. I think it was, gosh, Yahoo was certainly around back then. AOL was around back then. I don't remember Google being a player, but maybe it was. Over time, the search terms that I would type in were more and more curious would be the best term. And of course, being a prepubescent 10, 11-year-old boy, I started to become curious about how my body works. And from that curiosity, eventually led to self-gratification and the normal things in the adolescent progression that take place for the majority of us. Now, I'm not advocating or being a proponent of masturbation. This is not what this is about. What it is is a progression. Right, I'm 35 as I record this. So 25 years, more of my life now, pornography has been something that was available than wasn't available. And throughout that time period of my life, I couldn't help but become more and more curious. Right? I mean, production quality changed and storylines changed and it used to have music in the background. Now there's no music. Now there's all types of different things. Like it's just, it was so fascinating to me. And over a period of time, as the show has become more and more popular, it has allowed me to have access to people that I typically would not have access to. 
Anyone from a Lewis Howes, incredible guy, right? And some of the biohacking stuff and brilliant men like Greg Kelly. And then into an adult film star like Kendra. Now, she didn't reach out to me. I reach out to her, right? Social media, I go through. If I follow somebody, if I'm curious about somebody, I'll follow their page. I'll look at it. And eventually, I send them a direct message. Hey, if I actually like what they've been working on or I'm actually curious, that's what the message is. I'm very curious about what it is that you do. Would you be open to the possibility of spending 45 minutes to an hour with me, sharing your story with the incredible people that have followed along my journey, and allow me to help in the way that I can propel your brand forward? More times than not, people are fairly receptive. It certainly doesn't hurt that I get 8, 9, 10, 12, 14, 15, 20,000 downloads a show. Right? And the numbers are all over the place at this point. Who knows what the right number is, but... Your support of this show has afforded me that luxury. And so out of curiosity, I reach out to her and a few other women in the industry, and her and I have had dialogue back and forth. Now, the preconceived notions you have in your head at this moment about what that means, I want you to take notice of them. More than likely, the minute I said that I had back and forth dialogue with an adult film star, your mind went somewhere based off your preconceived notions of what that means about her or about me. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just acknowledge that it's there for a moment. Because the back and forth as I opened up dialogue with her, not knowing if she manages her own social media or someone else does, eventually the back and forth gets to the point of booking her to be on the show. And booking her to be on the show goes through my wife, Lindsay. And Lindsay has certainly known about my general curiosity about the adult industry. She's completely fine with it. The curiosity does not exist from a standpoint now in which I'm rapidly and ravagingly, ravishingly consuming content. Kind of past that. And not that I'm better than that. But the sheer facts of life are I have a beautiful wife that is incredibly attractive, that is my match physically and with the chemistry that's associated with that in every capacity of the word. So the need for self-gratification at this point in my life is zero. Just doesn't happen. So through that, I don't really have to look or am I not even curious about adult content. It doesn't really matter to me right now. So as she goes back and forth with... Kendra, setting up times and dates. We've been at this since January, and I record this at the end of April. So it's been four months of follow-up. And we finally get to the point where right before we go to Rhythmia, Life Advancement Center down in Costa Rica, she says we can meet in the evening on Friday. Well, my wife and I leave early Sunday morning, and I want the first interview to be face-to-face. -face. Not because it needs to be. Right? Certainly, going over Zoom would have been just as easy. It would have been easier. It was my curiosity and my preconceived notions that brought me to the place of wanting to see what this was all about. Because much like anybody or anything, you can Google something and it creates a new bias for you. 
you can ask others that have experienced something comparable and it adds a new level of bias to your life. It's how we work. But there's something different to be said for ex experiencing it yourself. And so that's what I wanted to do. And as Kurt and I round the corner into her neighborhood, as she has so politely invited us to her home, and even take notice right now, I just shared that she invited us into her home. There's some idea you have about what a home of an adult film star would look like. What it might be, the type of neighborhood it's in. All preconceived notions that can lead to bias. We pull into this neighborhood that has truly gorgeous houses, large in size, perfectly manicured lawns, new cars in every driveway, and would make you feel as though you are in a very wealthy and affluent suburb. I say make you feel like because her financial position nor anybody's financial position in that neighborhood is none of my business. The houses would represent themselves as though the people have a certain level of wealth. So we pull up, get out of the car, and we're greeted by a woman that is just like any other woman. Right? She's friendly, she shakes our hand, she makes eye contact, she's warm, she's inviting. She welcomes us into her home with open arms. After a short period of time, she feels even more comfortable and says, Make yourselves at home. If you'd like something out of the pantry, you're more than welcome. I have bottles of water in the back of my car. I go out and help her get the bottles of water and bring them into her home that she got because she didn't know if we would be adverse to drinking tap water. So she was being thoughtful of what we might have as our own biases. And so she was trying to cover those bases. We go all the way through the interview and we, we get to spend an immense amount of time with her, her incredible husband, her amazing daughter, and her business partner. The time at her house, the interview session, goes from 8.30 p.m. We don't leave her house until 2 o'clock in the morning. Now I regret to tell you, I don't really regret at all, it's a little salacious, all the clothes stayed on. There was no inappropriate conversation that ever existed. There was no flirtation. There was no sexual devices sitting all about the house. There was no drugs. There was no anything. It was a normal household with a husband and wife that love each other and a beautiful young daughter. And you see, for me, going into the situation... As we get into Michigan and we get into the north suburb and I'm looking around, I'm like, man, what is this going to be? And the stories are running through my head of all that it could be. The preconceived notions that I have are out of a place of curiosity, but some acceptance of maybe what I believe to be the truth. And certainly not to assume she didn't have a nice home or that she didn't have a great family, but just not knowing, right? Like, oh my gosh, she does this for a living. Like she... There has to be these things, right? I'm going to walk in and there's going to be adult novelties in the corner and there's going to be a stack full of magazines and DVDs and name something, right? Wherever your mind would go, that's where my mind, is that what it is? Is there a sex room in the house? Are these All these preconceived notions. 
And instead of projecting these preconceived notions into the environment, I simply was present. I stopped. I received what was in front of me. I took in the situation for all that it was in the present moment, doing the best I possibly could to alleviate my preconceived notions and bias. I say the best that I could because I don't really believe it's possible to truly eliminate them until you've been through a situation. You see, what I found out about whatever I thought this would be is that it was much different than I could have ever imagined. And much different does not have to be better nor worse. Just different. Spending two plus hours with someone prior to ever hopping on a microphone, just getting to know them at the base level for who they are. Completely open-minded. And having them eventually feel comfortable enough to share their vulnerability with me and then ultimately with you, this show has certainly aired, is a really impactful thing to be able to witness and to be able to partake in. I mean, think about your life right now where your preconceived notions and bias of what's possible are potentially slowing you down from the amount of growth that you're actually divinely supposed to orchestrate. The easiest one for me is the preconceived notion that something's going to be too expensive or that something's not going to work for you or that you're not deserving of something, right? Those are a preconceived notion based off of past experiences. If my wife applied that to our life or I applied that to my own life, driving up to Michigan to see someone that in a different space does things on film that most of us only do in the privacy of our own bedroom would have elicited thoughts that I would have been actively pursuing partaking in those activities. I tell you, that couldn't be further from the truth. If Kendra's husband lived here in Columbus, or they both did, I would certainly say that him and I would grab workouts together as he boxes, we'd have conversations, we'd consistently be in touch. And not that we couldn't be with him being in Michigan. Just the dynamics would be slightly different. But there was a chance as I pulled into the driveway that my preconceived notion could have had the interview and the conversation go somewhere completely different. You see, as I spent more and more time with her, I realized that the majority of people that come across her probably all have to be having some very unique thoughts or agendas. But there's this assumption in my mind, and this is an assumption, this is a preconceived notion, that everyone that's in the adult world is strung out, on drugs, had this crazy story, is going to have massive amounts of sex with anybody that they come across, and they're just... That's just how they're wired, just very, very, very aggressive and territorial and want to just pounce all over everything. That wasn't the case. It just wasn't the story. The story was as it's 2 o'clock in the morning and we're ready to leave, Kendra is kind enough to call as we're wrapping up and closing things down and secure both Kurt and I our own hotel rooms at a very nice hotel very close 
to where we were at. And so much so, she goes above and beyond to ensure that we both have breakfast taken care of by her and her husband for when we wake up. And she's messaged me back and forth, being so appreciative of the fact that we made the trip to come up to see her to spend time and share space. It's just so incredible as I sit here and look at it of all the things that I thought could be and all the preconceived notions that I had about what would exist in that environment, right? This has been 25 years in the making. They were all completely shattered and destroyed in a positive way by showing up, doing everything I can to eliminate preconceived notions and bias, and simply receive the gifts that are in front of me. And the gift was ultimately connection. Connection to three people that are living their lives the way that they see fit in a way that certainly harms no one. Now, keep in mind, I have no problem sharing this. I am not a advocate for porn at this point in my life. As I look at that as typically a methodology for sedation that us men, instead of pouring into our partner, instead of realizing what tears us down, what we need to work on, we escape and sedate into alcohol and porn and drugs. And that's, they kind of all go together. That doesn't mean that there's something that's wrong with what she's doing. I don't feel that way at all. I feel like that admittedly as a single man, Right, as, as someone that's maybe out sowing his oats, that's curious about how sex could work, I believe there's good tools there. I also believe, though, if left unchecked, and these are my preconceived notions and bias, that if left unchecked for us males, it creates a very unhealthy expectation of what sex is actually supposed to be. It creates thoughts of inadequacy if we don't look like the men on film, if we can't get the women to do what they seem to do so easily with the men on film. It completely jades what we believe to be true. I also personally believe it's, it's my belief system that that amount of stimulus for my generation, the generation thereafter, is one of the things that will continue to increase divorce rate. Think about this just for a second, if you will. At some point in your early developmental years, you start to be introduced to a hypersexual nature, i.e., porn. And as you're introduced to this, it starts to create a new belief system of what it is supposed to, quote unquote, be to have an intimate relationship or sex with somebody else. And you view all this, what I'll say, crazy stuff, right? Let your mind wander. I'm not going to get into the specific details of what pornographic films could be, but you think like this is just what it's going to be with the women that I'm or woman that I'm going to sleep with. Then you get to that moment in time where you're actually in the midst of having a physical relationship with a woman. And when you come home from work, she's not in a schoolgirl outfit waiting to be punished. There's not consistent lingerie. There's not the incredible, you know, proclivities that could exist. There's real life that comes. And as that real life comes, 
and you're with the same partner for a period of time and you realize like, man, I'm kind of bored. Like, where's, where's the fun? Where's the spice? Where's the stuff? And so you start to search for it. And maybe you start to search for it in the adult world again. Maybe you jump back into porn. Or maybe you say, ah, I'm just going to find that. Or, ah, I'm going to justify it and go find that at the strip club, but it's not really cheating because it's just a girl dancing. And then just a girl dancing turns into the champagne room, and the champagne room turns into, as Chris Rock would say, no sex in the champagne room, but turns into whatever it could be. And that slowly starts to erode those barriers to entry about what the quote-unquote traditional relationship would look like between a man and a woman. And so you marry this person, and these same patterns come up, and then after a period of five, six, seven, ten years, you're like, I'm just bored. I've been watching this crazy stuff. Where's my own crazy stuff? And the crazy stuff never comes. And so you believe by chance that the water and the grass might be greener and the water might taste better on the other side of the road. And so now you go out hunting. And the first few times, of course, the grass feels different beneath your feet. And the water has a certain taste to it. So you grab your bag over your shoulder, you walk this treacherous track across the street going through divorce and breakups and separations, and you plant down in the new grass. And lo and behold, over a period of time, that grass gets boring too. It's phenomenally interesting to me what we are doing to ourselves, again, not in a judgmental state, just in a fact of acceptance of, again, my perception of what could be real. Because after spending time with Kendra and seeing the love that she has for her husband and child and seeing the normalcy that goes on, as crazy as that sounds, her life as it presents itself in our five and a half hours with her is no different than yours and mine. She has stresses, she has wins, she has losses, she has relationships that are great and some that need a little massaging. She has these things that she does that makes herself happy and she works a handful of days a month doing something that provides income for her family. And there might be something that's morally um, out of alignment with you. But it doesn't mean that it's necessarily wrong. It just means that you don't agree with it. Again, preconceived notion and bias of what's real and what's not and what's right and what's wrong. I share this entire dissertation with you today literally based off of just having my mind be blown upon getting back to Columbus and just saying like, everything I thought this could be, this was everything different. And that the way that we view people and assume that they are is almost always different than who they are. As Kendra and I wrapped up our episode, she said something along the lines of, if she had one gift to give to everyone in the world, it would be what someone does for a living or what they do to make an income doesn't make them who they are. It's just a piece of what they do. And I admittedly thought that was so profound. You can be, as she said, a doctor. That is your profession. That doesn't make you who you are. I can be a coach, right? I'm an elite life optimization coach. Does that mean that's what I am all the time? What titles and preconceived notions are you giving yourself right now based off of the hats that you think you need to wear or that someone else has put upon you? 
And do you ultimately want to keep those hats on or would you like to wear new ones? Because it's very easy to start to change the preconceived notions and the biases that you have as long as you are willing to be open to the possibility of something different. And from that standpoint, I'd like to encourage you to look at your body or your relationships or your business to analyze what do I believe to be true and is there another version of truth that would make me more happy? Forget more money, forget more success, make you more happy. Because from a level of happiness, which then eventually trickles into love, you're able to produce at a much higher level across every other part of your life. And once you begin to truly own and embody that level of happiness that increases productivity and production, you find out that every day after, you're able to get shit done.